Welcome to Material, the show that's all about Google, which is all about the world, because the world kind of is owned by Google, or will be in not too much time. Hello, I am Yasmin. Uh, I'm sorry, I have a bit of a cold today. I also have a New England accent, because I'm actually not Yasmin, I'm Andy Anatko. Yasmin is off on assignment, uh, meeting uh, large anthropomorphized mouses and ducks and such, uh, according to her Twitter feed uh, and her Instagram feed, with some really great pictures from her brand new Pixel phone. And because she has one and I don't, I have to hate her just a little tiny bit. Speaking of people I hate, we also have Russell Ivanovich. <laughs> Russell, what an I understand intro, you also Andy. have a Pixel phone. I do. So you have extra reason to hate me as well. And also, I don't want to rub this in because Yasmin's you know, not here. This, this this pains me greatly, Andy, to have to announce this on the show. But I did I did win the Great Pixel race for the second year running now. So my ship date was the 26th on the Pixel, which for those playing at home is actually tomorrow as of the time of recording this. But I noticed that the local retailers here were selling them on the 20th. So I just went to my Google order. I pressed the cancel button. I'm like, Thank, thanks, Google. I walked into a retailer and I picked up a Pixel for my, myself and Philip and, and I won. It, it seemed, i got to be honest with you, a little bit anticlimactic. I mean, it's always good to beat Yasmin, but I don't know. There's just something not fulfilling about it, Andy. I can't, I can't explain it to you. Well, if uh, any of our listeners uh, are as disgusted as I am that someone else has uh, the phone and you don't, uh, at least take some encouragement from the fact that when the sun burns out, plunging the entire planet into darkness, Australia will be like the first uh, continent to be plunged into ice. We'll still have a few hours head start. Uh, if things work out the way they are going to. Uh, and, of course, we have a wonderful, wonderful guest this week, Zara Dominguez. Zara, thank you so much for coming in for, and uh, joining us on Material. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's great. Uh, um, how? Uh, so you're an, you're an Android developer, I understand. I, I'm just meeting you now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, great to meet you, Andy. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's a very good like environment to meet people, this podcast thing. Yeah, I heard <laughs> yeah. it could be the future. The, the future is in podcasting. That, that's what Mike Hurley tells me anyway. That's that's why I'm still here. I'm just waiting for this this thing to take off. Yeah, maybe we should build apps. That do <laughs> no, I heard, heard that's so 2008. That's gone. So, Zara, <laughs> you recently became a GDE. I think we had the, yes. our previous guest was also a GDE. Can you just explain what on earth that is? I've just got the acronym here in front of me. <laughs> oh, so um, GDE is a program by Google that recognizes developers worldwide. Um, so it's basically people or developers who use their APIs. So most of them are design, oh, designers, developers. Um, I think there are product managers too. So as long as you use Google products and Google tech, um, you can apply to be a Google developer expert. Well, someone needs to nominate you. <laughs> Is it like becoming the, the Pope? There's like multiple votes. There's smoke coming up the smokestack. Uh, probably, probably. I, w- I wouldn't put it past Google to have that kind of... <laughs> well, it is, it is good to have an expert on the show, like, like for once. I, I like that. If we've got any technical well, questions, we just fire them at you, yeah? And you're also from Australia, <laughs> which is a huge bonus. We have Andy outnumbered this week. It's Australia, two to one. Yes. So I'm based in Sydney, though. Yeah, um, that's fine. So, it's, uh, it's one country. We'll, 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 we'll ignore the interstate rivalry just for this one podcast. It, we have to come together to defeat the Americans, yeah? That, that is true. That is true. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, did, I didn't know you were from Australia, so I'm, I'm, I apologize for the crack about you know, your, your country being swallowed up by, by snow and darkness. Uh, you, 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 don't have a Google phone. you don't have a new Google phone, do you? I, 
in fact, I do. So, okay, then so, I rescind my apology. Uh, I once again say, <laughs> listeners, you're on my side. We have two people that are like – I'm, I'm a man of the people like you who do not yet have a Pixel phone. Yeah, but we're going to die happy because we have Pixels. That's true. And we got them first we're, because, yeah, yeah sure, the sun might burn out first. But. <laughs> we're going to take good photos of the apocalypse too. <laughs> <laughs> the low-light so, photos so will the- be amazing. So all all, yeah. all all of the all the first Instagram photos of the angels with the swords on fire cleaving the souls of the unworthy. You'll get like the first post. No. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I like, took this. We, we, we probably won't know how many people liked it, but yeah, the first. <laughs> so before we kick into the rest of our podcast, Zara, Yasmin has made a few demands. I've ignored almost all of them, but there is one that that piqued my interest. She requested that we ask you how you initially got into Android development because I understand there's a there's a cool story behind that. Um, I I hope it's cool, but <laughs> <laughs> you, you you be the judge. But um, all right. Do we have like three hours? Uh, how long does this go? Sure, why not? Go for it. We only have two <laughs> hours and thirteen minutes worth of electrons for uh, for the show, so I'll, right. I'll, I can put in another cartridge though if you run long. So by all means, leave nothing out. Okay, make sure to flip it. To side me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, it, it's actually pretty cool, I think. But it, it has been a long journey for me um, because I started out as a hardware engineer. So I, I took up electronics and communications engineering in, in uni back in the Philippines. So um, it's like uh, it's a five-year course on engineering, very heavy on hardware. And um, like we built PCBs and stuff. And um, I took an exam, so I'm actually a licensed engineer. I can sign building plans for you. Oh, wow. Excellent. This yeah. is good to know. But, but maybe, maybe not in Australia, but <laughs> yeah, if you want to build something in Manila, I can sign it for you. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my first job out of uni uh, is as a hardware engineer for, a product engineer for Intel. So it's very hardware-y. Um, I worked there for two years. And then, um, so the industry started like flailing, like we see, we see signs of it, like slowly going down. So I was like, well, I want to stay in a field where like it doesn't get old. So I was like, but what should, what should I do? What, what fits that description? And I was like, well, maybe I should be like a programmer or something. Because if a language gets old, like you just learn a new one and you still have a job, right? But the, <laughs> the, the caveat is, when I was in uni, I took a programming course in C, and I hated it. Like, I absolutely hated it. I almost <laughs> failed it. So you're like, this I is a career I'm... I should get into. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, I took this one subject. I almost failed it, and I absolutely hated it. Maybe I should build on that as a career. So, yeah, I, like, I was like, oh, well, whatever. I'll, I'll just, like, apply for jobs. Um, and then I met this one manager who was like that's fine like i'm sure you can learn and let's let's give it a go so that started my career as a developer and we were doing apps for mobile sim cards so it's like really really small apps and this was like what i don't i don't know how many years ago <laughs> 10 years ago i don't know so it was like um so phones don't have memory like they do now right so it's mostly services that extends your um, phone capabilities like SIM cards and like, you know how in the olden days you were like, back up your text messages because you can only save 20 in your phone. So 
like we, we made apps like that. Um, so I did that. And then I was like, oh, now it's time to move on. Maybe I should do Java enterprise stuff. And it was boring. So I was like, I want to do stuff that people see again. So um, I was like, it was the time when Android was coming out. And Android and iOS was a really big thing. It's like, but I'm really poor. I don't have a MacBook. I don't have money to buy a new one. Maybe I should just pick up Android because I can just do it in, on my work laptop. So <laughs> I, I started learning Android on the side. And then Android jobs started popping up in Manila. And I was like, oh, maybe I should try. Because now I built this Hello World app. And like maybe people <laughs> People will hire me as an Android developer. And there was a guy who was running a startup and he was like, yeah, sure. I don't care. Like, just learn on the job. And I was like, okay. <laughs> if you want to pay me while learning, then why not? So it's like the first week on the job was like Android display items in a list. So like everything was copy paste from Stack Overflow. So... <laughs> That's that's how you do it. <laughs> Something's never that's changed. How you, that's how you become an expert, Russell. <laughs> no, that's see, that's a, that's the difference between like a successful developer and a smart developer like yourself, and someone who is just as successful and just as smart, but now has one hundred eighty thousand dollars worth of college debt. They don't understand <laughs> that spend one make put enough put like twenty thousand dollars together so that you can sort of live on one little part time job while you spend all your free time learning where <laughs> everything is on stock or Stack Overflow and where to how to ask questions and who the who the smart people are. You will become so much more proficient because you are actually. <laughs> writing code and that's how everybody writes code it's not, it's yeah. not a bad thing <laughs> so i was like i always i always when i was applying for software developer jobs i usually just say well i look i don't have a cs degree so like don't ask me about flipping trees or whatever it's like i have no idea how to do that <laughs> but like ask me to do an android thing and maybe i can do it yep. so yeah, I, I guess um, it's, a, it's a combination of luck, too. Because, like, I found people who trusted me enough to just, like, yeah, just do your thing. And as long as you finish it, like, just, okay, we'll, we'll give you a chance to do it. Um, but how I got to Australia is I started working for an agency. And uh, so they, they develop Android apps. And they have an office in Australia and in Manila. And... So I worked with a guy who was based here. Um, and then eventually he left that company and he was like, so what do you think about moving to Australia? And I was like, sure, why not? And I was like, because... <laughs> I've it heard happens. the animals there are deadly. You saw, you, you, I want to experience you've them. Learned, you've learned the technique of your previous boss. Well, okay, sure, whatever. <laughs> exactly. And it was like, it was a choice of like being killed by natural disasters or by animals, right? <laughs> You see that's that's why the that's why the United States of America has it all over you guys because we kill ourselves because of drinking obesity and voting for people who don't support healthcare. <laughs> yeah, so it's like I can't fight the typhoon. But <laughs> we feel, we feel like we have control over our own destinies. We just choose not to exercise <laughs> that control. So why would you that's would you why, rather That's why we call ourselves the land of the free. <laughs> <laughs> free to do anything you want, sure. So you, you had a choice of like a, a horse-sized spider or what's the other one? A thousand tiny little spiders. And you're like, I'm going to take on the horse-sized spider. I'm going to Australia. 
I'm equally horrified by both of those propositions. You, the, the, I, I usually hear about that in the form of, would you like to be attacked by one duck size, one horse sized duck, or like a hundred duck size? They're both kind of adorable. Even the huge one that's like clacking at you with the huge beak. There is no quantity of spider that I think that I'm okay fighting. I'm, oh, Andy. I'm okay running from any of them. I'm really I, good at running from any I have spider. to tell you, I kid you not, Saturday, so a few days ago, I flipped over my couch to the bottom of it, and I just counted the spiders. I'm like, deadly, deadly, deadly. Oh, friendly, deadly, <laughs> deadly, deadly. And I'm like, what do I do with you guys? You're going to kill me if I, if I let you live, but you've been kind of living here like peacefully. I'm like, I don't know. We're going to go for the in-between, and I just vacuum them all up. Sorry, spiders. Yeah. We, we, we have friendly ones. I have... Um, I, I, I live in an older house, so it's not really sealed, sealed up. It's like, uh, I've almost always lived in like older houses. So I'm accustomed to the fact that there are always going to be places where bugs can get in so long as they're not nesting or it's okay. So every time I see like a spider in the bedroom, I think, all right, rock on, man. You're, you're going to be taking care of those, like that one little fly that I can't get at that got in through the air conditioning vent. So the spiders are our friends. And if they take one of us out every now and then, we feel as though they are, they have earned one or two human lives a year. <laughs> it's the, but if I, but if I have to like, exa- if I have to turn my sofa upside down before sitting on it, before, you know, so I don't get killed while watching Netflix, it's, it must be a hell of a job you're doing there. That's, <laughs> but I look, I, I got to say as our tourism, you know, board sponsorship, that will hopefully come in, you know, one day, Andy's been spooking this for a while. Zara, you've been here for a few years now. Yeah. A couple of years, yeah. And you, you can confirm that you're not dead? Um, last time I checked, I wasn't. Australia, see? You might survive a few <laughs> years and not die. That, that's our, that's yeah, our latest ad like, campaign. We, we, went to, we went to Queensland last year. And you know how it's, it was the first time when I saw, it's like, warning, snakes. I was like, <laughs> no, okay, that's normal sign. <laughs> stay on the path, it says. Okay, we stayed on the path. <laughs> Follow the signs. Yeah, I feel I, I have to admit that podcasting with Australians on such a frequent basis, I feel like a little bit of a wimp. Like yesterday, I spent four hours like walking through uh, uh, conservation land, uh, and at least like once an hour, not 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 paralyzing fear, but I'm thinking, oh, I'm I I should be wearing the longer socks that there might be deer ticks here. <laughs> Like, and there's there's nothing that's waiting to like drop down on my neck and kill me and then eat me. It's just like a tick that three years three years from now I might find. Ooh, my joints are kind of achy and I'm kind of snoozy. Oh dear, I must have been bitten by a deer tick or something. <laughs> my my first week on the job, somebody sent me this this web page of like deadly spiders in Australia, and I was like, but how old is he? I was like, okay, spider, like just stay there. I'll check if you're on this chart. There's, a, there, there's, still. there's your still. friend. There's your what a buddy. <laughs> so I was like, I, I, I don't know how to do this. I guess I just won't touch anything. <laughs> That's probably good advice. This, don't do any gardening. What, don't, don't walk into what a kind of relationship do you, What kind of relationship do you have with this person? Was this, was this the sort of thing where he, he or she, like, I don't want to lose my best friend. I can just hope I can scare her into not taking this job so we can still hang out and do lunch. <laughs> I, I don't I need to ask him that, actually. It's like, so remember that thing you sent me two years ago? Like, why did you do that? Yeah, what is it that you're trying to say? So I, I, I really want to know your thoughts, are on the Pixel. I, I believe you got it a few days ago. Is that right? But well, before, I actually just got it yesterday. This is the world's best segue. This is what we do here on the show. Before we do, we're just going to read our, next, our first sponsor, which this week is a Linode. This episode is brought to you by them. 
Uh, they're a combination of high-performance SSD Linux servers spread across eight data centers around the world, which makes them a fantastic solution for your server infrastructure. You can get a server up and running in under a minute with plans starting at just $10 a month, which now gets you two gigabytes of RAM. And when you set one up, you'll be able to choose your resources, you know, how much disk space you want, which Linux distro you want to run, uh, which of the data centers you want to be located in. And once you're up and running, it's really easy to deploy and even like, you know, move it to, di- to different uh, data centers with just a few clicks. So you might be thinking, oh, why should I go with Linode? You know, how, how big are they? You know, do they, do they provide support? So yes, Linode has over 400,000 customers who are all serviced by their friendly 24-7 support team. Uh, they're open over the holidays. If there's anything you need help with, you just go to their admin area, you go to the support section, you file a ticket, uh, someone gets back to you. Every time I've done that, and we use Linode for a lot of our sort of back-end uh, stuff at Pocket Cast, uh, they always get back to you. They're like, hey, do you want to try this? Do you want to do this? We've, we've tweaked this, which is cool. Um, yeah, they're basically uh, the full package for all your server infrastructure needs. So they have the power you require as well as the infrastructure and assistance when you need it. So as a listener of the show, if you sign up at linode.com slash material, that's L-I-N-O-D-E dot com slash material, uh, you'll not only be supporting us, but you'll get $20 towards your first uh, Linode plan. And it comes with a seven-day money-back guarantee. So there's absolutely nothing to lose. If you decide it's way too much computing power to you, that's fine. Just hit the cancel button, you get your money back. Uh, you go to linode.com slash material to learn more, sign up and take advantage of that $20 offer. Or if you're already at the checkout and you got super excited, it's material20 is the promo code you want to use. So we want to thank Linode so much for supporting this show and all of Relay FM. Yeah, and uh, remember that uh, the purchase order authorization you got from your boss probably is off the website and has the full amount. You don't have to tell anybody that you got that $20 discount. If that 20 bucks goes right in your pocket, you have the full endorsement and support of everybody here at Material as our thanks to you uh, for uh, for supporting the show through our sponsors. Um, now, <laughs> I'm outvoted two to one of people who are miserable, stinking, no good nicks who have Pixel phones, and I don't even have a Pixel phone. I don't even know if I've actually haven't actually touched a Pixel phone yet. I will have. I have a, I have a date with one on in New York uh, on Wednesday, but I'm just going to stand here. I'm just going to sit here with my beautiful uh, iPad Pro 12.9, <laughs> and I'm going to play Mario games while you two talk about how wonderful your wonderful new Pixel phone is. And oh, it's really it's really very exciting how it has a Touch ID sensor and the, the camera, blah blah blah. Just to wave a flag or something so I'll know to look up when you're done bragging to each other about how awesome it is to have a Pixel phone. Those of us who have nothing in life, go ahead. So first, Andy, I just have to rub this in your face and then the camera here that we use for our... I'm, see, I'm uh, drinking cool. seltzer, okay? I'm drinking lemon <laughs> lime seltzer, not even something with real flavor to it. <laughs> so Why does uh, Andy always uh, get Andy, the fuzzy Andy. end of the lollipop? Look, look at this, Andy. <laughs> oh, it's pretty. It really <laughs> is very pretty. Oh, that's, that's a really nice screen. So... Zara, you're the guest on the show. I feel like you should go first. What what phone did you have before the Pixel? Oh well, I my personal one, my last personal one was an Exus Five, and then um, I tried out the Galaxy S Seven, and I remember we were fanboying and fangirling about it, Russell, on Twitter. <laughs> it was, it was, it was like, really good. shiny, shiny. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a sucker for shiny things. So, what, what do you think going from that to the the Pixel? Oh, I, I love the Pixel. Like, I've only had it for like 24 hours, literally. But <laughs> but, but it's it's so much, it's such a refreshing feeling to go back to stock Android, um, especially as a developer. Well, you don't, because... you don't miss the S Health and the S Cloud and the S, all the other stuff. <laughs> and that wonderful You've S been... Music System. <laughs> 
milk? You've is that what it's called? For seven hours. <laughs> Do you want to... Oh my God. Stop it. <laughs> but what, what I miss though about the S7 is that when you take a screenshot, it allows you to edit it immediately. Ah, oh, through the um, notification thing. Yeah, like it, you, and then you can crop it and do whatever instead of like going into your photos and then looking for it and then editing it. But yeah, it's it's a minor thing. I can live with that. But yeah, I I love it. I'm so afraid I will drop it, but I haven't, and it's been a day, so <laughs> that's progress. <laughs> so did you get so the I, the XL or the the smaller one? No, I, I got the small one. Though it's not really small, is it? Well, no, not really, I guess. Although maybe for modern phones, I don't know, is this considered small? I, I guess it's now normal. This is, this yeah, is the standard. I, I, it's still too big to swallow. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I got the 128 because, like Yasmin, and unlike you, we don't change phones every month, Russell. Oh, look, I got the 128 as well, only because... Uh, a day before, all the stories had come out about how generally phones with the bigger storage have faster storage, and I'm sure it makes no difference whatsoever. I'm like, I can't have slow storage. I must have the fast storage, damn it. And also, that's the only ones that had in stock as well. They, they didn't have any 32s. Any excuse possibly have. Any excuse whatsoever. <laughs> I'm like, I could wait and get a 32, or I could just buy the 128. It's it's here. So, yes. No, I... it's, it's, it's there. If living in Australia didn't teach you anything, it's that just... <laughs> Take what you can get, right? Yeah, you got to live for the moment. Like you don't, you don't know. Yeah, a spider coming chances. out of the couch and boom! Like you, you're going to regret it. You'll be in hospital <laughs> yeah. and you'll be like, oh, "I wish I'd bought the 128." Now that I've downloaded all these movies in hospital, like I've, I've run out of space. It's it's over for yeah. me. But it would have, yeah. But but yeah. So I got the 128. Um, I actually was, I I dilly dallied. Like I, I didn't get it from Play Store when they started pre-selling. I was like, yeah, it's so expensive. I was like, I. I'm not sure I want to spend all that money, even if they say it's really, really good. But when everyone was like, oh, I can't wait for it. Like it's, it shipped, it's whatever. And I was like, well, I don't want to be left out. So like, <laughs> I, I went to JB. Well, I, I didn't, I, I ordered online and yeah, I got mine before anyone who ordered from the play store. Yeah, which I think is an interesting story. I've, I've heard this from people in the the US as well, that similar thing happened. I think I even heard from someone from Europe that they were saying their local carrier had it before Google could ship it to them, which uh, I don't know how I feel about it. I think on the, on the one hand, it's okay, right? You want the phone to be available yeah. to everyone. On the other hand, if you're a super mega, you know, ultra fan and you ordered on day one, like, you know, a month or so yeah. like out or whatever, I don't remember how long it was now, but it's it's weird to get your phone after everyone else. It's almost like an anti-climax thing. You're like, oh, it first. Why, why do I get it last? What's going on, Google? Yeah, <laughs> yeah and she was like, but I ordered from Google. And Google <laughs> made this phone. Ah, uh, but you, you have that Google factory air in the box. You don't have that aftermarket uh, air in the box. That's true. That's true. You, you have uh, put it this way: the person who packed that phone is on the Google corporate health plan. Okay, yeah, you know they're so going to look if, if, if you're exactly, and they, they probably have a better like anti-venomous spider program inside <laughs> that factory too. So no chance of it opening up and then suddenly, <laughs> there you go, you're dead. <laughs> yeah, um, and I was I'm going to the to the states for for the Christmas holidays, so I was like, well, maybe I should wait. And just get it from there and save like $200, which I can use to buy a case 
but it's like yeah i gave i gave in yeah i, I couldn't wait <laughs> so I, I don't blame you so, so so sorry so for both of you what what was the first when you were, held it in your hand for the very first time or you lit it up for the very first time what's the first thing that really stood out to you compared to the previous phone that you've been using every day since before that so I guess for me, like the the front of it looks very much like a phone. You're like, this is phone. Like it's it's very generic sort of phone looking. Um, when I flipped it around to the back, I'm like, because this is the bit I was really worried about. You know, the glass panel at the top. Um, you know, the the general design of the back. I I was really surprised by the wedge. So if you look at it side on, this is not going to come across in the the video, but there's an ever sort of slight increasing wedge at the top, and you don't. You don't really feel it when you're holding the phone, but when you look at it dead side on, you're like, oh, it is kind of thinner at the bottom and fatter at the top. Um, the glass, I mean, it's not, to me, it's not pretty. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it ugly. I think in a lot of the press shots, I, I really didn't like it. Um, in person, it's, it's not ugly. It's just not really pretty either. I don't really know why it's there. If it's some kind of antenna, it's rounded rectangle. It's like, yeah. I, 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 I'm always, just, I'm always really, really entertained by every tech blogger and every design blog that can just go on and on and on about and all i see is it's a rounded rectangle it's it's not bad it's not good it's a it's a i've seen bar coasters they're they're rounded <laughs> rectangles as well because i can't i can't i can't write more than those two words rounded rectangle about the design of this thing i, I do like though andy that you can put it on a table which i'm doing right now and there's no camera bump so it sits it's flush on there i, I think that's definitely a win <laughs> yeah, when I turned it on, I was like, "Oh, it's so bright, it's so crisp, <laughs> like, <laughs> like the this this the colors are so rich. It's sort of like the Samsung colors, you know how they different they are from like the old Nexus ones." Um, yeah, I, I really like it. Uh, yeah. Well, I haven't dropped it, so <laughs> that's that's good because that's I smashed good. my S seven. So like and you know how the back of the S7 is glass, yeah. And that's how I learned that it's it's not for me. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I smashed it, and every time I hold it, like it cuts my hand a little. So I had the uh, when Apple uh, had the uh, iPhone 5, I think it was uh, the first one, first model they had that had an all glass back. That was the full, uh, Apple the sent me a loaner, and I broke the back of it like the first day. <laughs> Yeah, no, the positive side from Apple was like, it's cheap to replace. I'm like, I don't care. I smashed it to bits. Look at it. It's smashed. <laughs> so some other things that, that struck me about this, Andy, is the, the speaker. I don't think it's stereo, but it's it's louder than, than the phone I had before. Um, the screen is really nice. I think it's a Samsung OLED panel. It's OLED. Know, yeah, yeah. Bright, bright, bright colors. I love the, the deep blacks and the saturation that you get from OLED. It's hard to go back to an LCD screen for me. The... The camera seems good. You know, everything they promised, this is a good camera. I was ask about that. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's a, it's a good camera. It takes good photos. Well, <laughs> I don't know about good because I took, a, I took a photo of me with some of the people in the office yesterday. I was like, oh, can you see all my wrinkles on <laughs> the front camera? Oh, you, you want it to be low res, too high res. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here are my wrinkles in high resolution. <laughs> Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because if you had a Samsung before that, I believe they do a thing on the the selfie cam where they actually soften the entire picture. And every, yeah, it's, it's called the beauty shot. The rather. beauty shot, yeah. So every yeah. photo that I've ever taken with that, people look at it afterwards and they're like, oh, I look really good. And I'm like, yeah, I guess you do. Like, I mean, it's, it's all smooth. <laughs> this is the and best it's... camera ever. <laughs> I'm going to buy the next model of this and the next one and the next one. So the other thing I was playing with this morning, Andy, is um, – as you know, on the iPhone 7 Plus, I've got to get that right, there's that 
uh, dual lens sort of depth blur effect bokeh, I believe it's called. There is something similar on the Pixel. I don't know if it comes on the other Android phones, but there's a portrait mode and you hold it at your subject and then you just gently, it, it sort of prompts you to move your phone up and I guess it gets the depth of field information from just the moving of the like the physical camera lens. And it, it works all right. Like we were, we were playing with all these different photos, you know, we're taking pictures of people and cups and things. Occasionally it'll blur the, the wrong thing. Like I took a photo of Philip where if you... If you change the blur a little bit, you can see it's kind of blurred out his his right arm. But overall, it's a really nice effect. And I do like the fact that after you've taken the photo, you can play with how much blur there is. So you can say, oh, I just want a tiny bit or I just want this the background like blurred like crazy. It's it's quite cool that you can play with it in post. Yeah, I, I was really curious about that too um, because like lens blur has been part of the standard uh, camera app for a while. But I really never use it. I, te- I tried it out when it was first released and it was like, Okay, so now if your if your dog is going to stay really still and you move the camera exactly as the app tells you to, you will get you'll get a definitely a blurry picture, and some of them might even the blur might be where you want the blur to be. Uh, so it just seemed more like a gimmick. Uh, but I've seen enough. I've seen a lot of demo photos in the past week or so, uh, past few days at least, of people who are using that as and talking of it as though it was a feature that they would use frequently. So I was really, I'm really curious to see how well that works. Of course, on the uh, on the iPhone, uh, it's still in beta. It's not until uh, uh, the new uh, 10.1 OS oh, that, that uh, comes today. out soon. Oh, ship today? Okay, yeah. I've been, that's I've been my I've been in my Monday Monday cocoon all day. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you, you basically take the, you know it's a mode. You take the picture and it goes. Uh, but we'll see if it's a it's a gimmick. Have, have you played a lot um, with the with the camera yet, Sarah? Um, no, not apart from selfie. Yeah, <laughs> it, it turned me off the camera completely. <laughs> I was like, oh, I hate this. <laughs> no, but I, I took a photo just this morning of like outside my house, and it's a really good spring day today in Sydney. So it's, it's, I don't think it's much better than the S7 on a really bright day, but yeah, I guess I have to try it out more, like more indoor photos. And but I, I do have a question though, Russell. Yep. Do you mean that Phil's arm is not actually blurry <laughs> in real life? No, it's, yeah. it's it's amazing. Yeah, I posted the the photo to the the Slack channel that that we have here for some of our communication stuff. And yeah, no, his his arm in real life is not blurry. Although I have to say, oh. if that's a design that he's going for, it I mean, it looks quite good. It's it's very distinctive. I think if you could get away with that <laughs> in real life, like I'm all for it. Yeah. <laughs> so some of the other I'm stuff. I'm really excited. Noticed, to... Sorry, Andy. I was going to say some of the other stuff I noticed is the quick charge. Um, for those that have had Samsung and other devices before, you know, you've had quick charge. This one seems quicker, if that's possible. Like the other day I had to go out and I, I'd i been using the phone heavily. I'd been playing, you know, the Pokemon Go. I, there was another game I really got hooked on um, on a plane flight that I just couldn't stop playing when I got back. And so my phone was at 20%. And I'm like, ah, oh, it's 3 o'clock and I have to go places. And so I literally only had, you know, five and a bit minutes to shower. So I plugged this thing in. I went and had a shower. I got dressed. I came back and I was at 55%. I'm like, oh, this is cool. Like, I I don't know. How I don't long was the... I showering? <laughs> how was it's like a time machine. No, I, don't, I mean, I, I don't have the specs for how fast it charges. I think Google said uh, 15 minutes for seven hours worth of charge was their okay. official sort of line. But it definitely seems to be the case. And the phone doesn't get super hot which when you charge it, which is encouraging because I had the Note 7 before that. And that got mighty toasty when you uh, quick charge that thing. I don't think that's a good bar. 
Russell. <laughs> <That'd> <laughs> get, unless it's really cold where you are and you're like, oh, this phone's not going to keep me warm while I'm, while I'm charging it. <laughs> what is, is, maybe less in New England than in, uh, less in Australia than in New England. It's October. We had our first like really cold day yesterday. So we don't mind like if, as long as the battery gets, whatever conditions cause the battery to catch fire, dial that condition down by one notch so it doesn't, but still gets super, super hot and we're good. Um, but I was, yeah, I was curious about the quick charge because, uh, I fix it, did their big teardown as usual of, uh, this phone that all of us want and really, really would love to get our hands on, but they will get one and then well, take just, it out just checking, Andy, of do, the pool. Do you have the phone yet? Not, I missed that bit at the start. Uh, yeah, I've, I've got it right here. It's here in my hand. <laughs> oh, oh, another, another joke for people who have hacked into our Skype channel. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be able to watch while uh, while we're not streaming. And Andy it. has given me uh, one of the new uh, finger emojis that uh, that comes with the picture. You see, that's the difference between iOS and Android. Android, you have the freedom to give people the actual finger, as opposed to eight uh, eight months worth of meetings at Cupertino saying we're not comfortable with this emoji. Let's do some panels and decide what expresses that in a in a non denominational way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's, it's I'll I'll feel better in a week or two. The, the, you realize that uh, uh, it's super super exciting to be one of the people who has it for the first couple of weeks, and to know that. Uh, and I'll, I'll say it myself as the as a guy who often has something. Uh, I had the uh, I had the uh, the iPad like uh, uh, two weeks before it was released. I was allowed the embargo lifted like three days before, and I was in New York City. And I really – it's not like I wanted to go to Starbucks, but like my – that was like on my agenda that, that okay, it's 6 o'clock. I can now use this in public. I was like making a big show of putting the iPad on this little easel I had and being really upset that like no one seemed to notice or care that, you know, the <laughs> iPad people have been talking about. I, this is one of those. Yeah, really. I'm, I'm special. But then, but then it just becomes another device. So I'm, I'm sort of, I'm sorry if I'm, if I seem a little bit cold-hearted, but I'll be better in a few weeks when everybody has one of these things. Um, but uh, yeah, so, so it's not galling, but it's a little bit. Uh, I fix it. You could have just, give, you give it to me for like a day before you tear it apart. Uh, but uh, getting back to Quick Charge, so there, so, um, uh, so it doesn't support Qualcomm Quick Charge standard. They use a different standard, but iFixit found a Qualcomm Quick Charge 3.0 chip inside. So I don't know what that means. I don't know enough about the technology to know if uh, the Qualcomm's chip has other functions that they could have used instead, or if it was something that was part of the board and then they made a change later on. It was cheaper to, it couldn't possibly be cheaper to, to, to keep it populated. Uh, but there are a lot of other cool things from the teardown. Um, iFixit, also some, a, a few I would say controversies, but let's say it opens some realms of new discussion. Um, iFixit took apart, and uh, in the iFixit report, they're saying that oh, well, it looks totally new inside. It doesn't. The only thing that gives away that it's an HTC phone is that there's an HTC battery in it, but it has a Samsung screen and all these other things, and it doesn't look look like anything else. Uh, ah, but Ars Technica uh, and a couple other sources quickly said that well, internally, it looks like it was. Designed by the same folks who designed the HTC A9 and the Desire 10. It's not like uh, previous Nexus phones where it was literally 
here is the next version of the next HTC or the next Samsung phone, and we simply put it, uh, made some modifications that Google asked for, but inside it's pretty much the same thing. Uh, but if you take it apart, you can see that the design of here's where the main board is, his, here's where the main board is, and here's where uh, the power uh, the power switcher is, and here's where the camera is. When you take it apart, it sort of looks like it's not the same four bits of Lego, but it's still four bits of Lego snapping together. Um, and this kind of actually this uh, clicks into uh, a couple other stories that have been coming across the wires. Um <clears throat> Uh, there was a it, the the theory that the pixel was designed in just nine months, uh, not in the usual year and a half that it usually takes to design a brand new phone from the ground up. Uh, and the reason given for this is that uh, they that they, uh, they were uh, Google was in talks with Huawei to do the Pixel phone again the same concept where this is going to be a completely Google branded phone, and Huawei was really interested until. It was clear that no, no, no. We don't want. We want entirely Google branding. This will not be. You will be the manufacturer of it, but you can't promote yourselves as saying, "Hey, look, this is a Huawei phone." And according to uh, Android Police, uh, the CEO Richard Yu himself ended negotiations with Google right then and there. Uh, ours has a nice. Uh, uh, summation from the prosecuting attorney, so to speak, uh, on the idea that this was a nine-month crash program. Uh, Here's a quote from the Ars article. Uh, the most interesting tidbit comes from David Pierce, a senior staff writer at our sister's site, Wired. Speaking on the Wired podcast, Pierce said he was told that the Pixel phones had a mere nine months of development time. After asking Google why the phone didn't have the same level of water resistance as other high-end flagships, Andy now says, parenthetically, this is what everybody is digging the thing for now that all the other flagships have water resistance. Pierce said, quote, their answer was essentially, and now quoting Pierce, we ran out of time. Uh, there apparently had been this plan for a long time. At the end of 2015, uh, quoting now quoting uh, the article, they blew it all up and started all over again. So they essentially went from nothing to launch in nine months and a week. Uh, furthermore, and now this is another uh, thing from the, ours is really nice uh, <laughs> forensic analysis. Uh, over at XDA developer site, people are finding more and more evidence that HTC's involvement went beyond being a Foxconn-style manufacturer, uh, which you'll remember is exactly how Google was sort of uh, explaining this, that we designed the entire phone. The, the, we are the, the manufacturer of record. We're just contracting the actual uh, fabrication out. Uh, the uh, uh, the uh, ours, uh, article says the Pixel and Pixel XL kernels contain over 350 commits from HTC engineers and a mysterious, quote, HTC underscore Cerberus, unquote, label was stripped out of the source code. Thanks to Android security research uh, expert John Justin Case Sawyer. That's exactly the person you want for either an engineer or a killer for hire. That's you know that you're you're good. You know that's that, that's going to be taken care of. Uh, we also know HTC did work on the Pixel boot chain. Sawyer describes the Pixels as having quote a standard HTC boot chain unquote that is quote written and signed by HTC unquote. So put it all together, and they're concluding that. Uh, this was unexpected. They thought that they would be making a phone jointly with Huawei. Uh, when that fell through unexpectedly, they were still committed to launching a Pixel phone this year. So they uh, they didn't sort of cut, copy, paste uh, a, uh, an existing uh, HTC A9 or Desire 10. But clearly they used all the they, – they launched it from low Earth orbit instead of launching it from Earth, let's say, which saves them a lot of time. Uh, and it also implies that the next version of the Pixel – 
uh, maybe it shouldn't shouldn't go so far as to say as it will be better, but that one will have the we started from zero, we built it from from nothing. We're we have eighteen months plus however long it's been taking us to develop the camera, uh, and so that will be a more conventional launch. Uh, and to that point. Uh, uh, David Burke, uh, Google vice president, uh, has already promised uh, custom silicon in future devices. And that's usually the secret sauce that separates uh, a $750 uh, Apple or Samsung phone from a very, very good but sort of run-of-the-mill commodity phone. So that's kind, that is kind of interesting, especially given how much I – guess, I, guess uh, I guess in the end, Google was talking more about the Pixel brand as being in-house designed – philosophy as opposed to this particular phone. I guess I have to maybe sometimes you have to compare what someone actually said with the notes you took while they were saying it. And maybe we made some mistakes there. <laughs> yeah, I think definitely. And the thing is, you can understand it from Huawei's perspective. They're a company that's that's on the up and up. You know, their sales are on the increase. Their worldwide presence is on the increase. They're a, they're a big, big player. And for Google to say to them, hey, we don't want your logo anywhere on this. We don't want, you know, we just want you to manufacture this. I can kind of understand them walking out. Whereas HTC, they, they were on the down and down. I don't know if they're now on the flat and flat if that's even a thing but they you know they they partnered with steam to do the htc vive a really nice device but they they found themselves like a company to partner with i can see them partnering with google and being like hey this is this is yet another lifeline for us you know we can we can do some cool things here and i can also see google saying okay we have nine months here's some existing things that you know we could take maybe the bootloader maybe this particular chip maybe the configuration you know of the way these things sit on the board maybe we can move them around a little bit but at least we're not starting from from zero and I'm super excited like you, Andy. If there's custom silicon coming, if they're making their own, you know, CPUs and potentially GPUs and systems on a chip, that's really cool because potentially they could do some some hardware things on there that no one else does, you know, and maybe they could do them more efficiently as well. Mm. And yeah. it's not to say that I'm sorry, go ahead. Sorry. Uh yeah, well I I, I um building on Russell's point on Huawei being on the up and up, I don't think it's as obvious in Australia, but like in, in the Philippines, at least, like there's a lot more Huawei phones out there, like some really low end ones. And that makes them like sort of what Nokia did before, right? Like sell a lot of really cheap ones and everyone will know your name. And if they start selling this high end thing, but without their branding, then I, I guess it won't work as well for them. Yeah, I guess there's so many different uh, flags being flown and so many different goals that are trying to be achieved here, uh, mm. given given how much of their reputation would be put on the line with uh, with these devices. I mean, this is this is like the first device out of the gate, so to speak, from a brand new label. And if it fails for any reason, if again, if it should explode, leading to weeks and weeks of late night comedy. <laughs> For God's sakes, the president of the United States was making jokes about exploding Samsung phones. That's that's bad. That's a, that's 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 uh, that's a, a vice president about ready on the doctor's advice that I think that I can face the world again, getting out of bed for the first time in a week and then clicking on the TV and, oh, the president of the United States is also making fun of the screw up that I was largely responsible for and then going right back to bed. Um, but so and that's that, I mean, it also made me think that um, maybe it's not maybe it's not as though uh, even if they did get uh, uh, 
18 months of work in here, maybe they would have also said, you know what, for this first phone, let's use proven code. Let's use a bootloader that we know absolutely works, that has a lot of uh, development time behind it and a lot of like in real world experience behind it. Because like, that's the last thing they need is a uh, there is a <laughs> is a widespread problem of any kind happening. Um, and as for the, this is also kind of interesting. The uh, uh, I was never when when Apple was the uh, the the uh, lagging behind company that didn't have a waterproof phone. I didn't really think that was a deal breaker because. A lot of these manufacturers, they will make it. They will make it as waterproof as they can possibly make it without having to certify it, uh, without having to say, "Look, we are, we are actually telling you this has a level of water resistance, so don't really sweat it." Because um, uh, even on my uh, my Nexus 5X, uh, I've had it in my pocket, less sweating up a storm, and it doesn't really. It gets <laughs> there'll be there'll be moisture on it, but I don't care about it. I'd have no qualms about using it in the rain i won't use it you know <laughs> standing under a, a downspout or anything like that but <laughs> i will still without any worries whatsoever check to see where where my uber is right now um and there are there are already some uh, videos of uh people who have just like submerging putting their uh, putting their new pixel again Putting them in, in, a, in a bowl of water for an entire hour again. Let me at least hold one before you try to destroy it. Uh, but about, yeah, so here's about a about the guy who, who did the bent test on a blue one. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, exactly. To get that, you're a dope. It's like I I understand that you'll get clicks and you'll get you'll you'll make more than seven hundred dollars for it, but you realize that these are hard to get. You can get the, you can get the bad one that nobody wants and destroy that one. Not only that, but one of his tests was now I'm going to take a lighter to it. I'm like, who sets their phone on apart from Samsung? Who who sets their phone? How is that even oh. a test? He's like, oh, I'm just going to see how long I can hold this flame here until the screen goes white. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I've always felt that that's a little bit like it's. It's only I don't want to say it's fun to watch people hurt themselves. I'm saying that <laughs> I'm saying that there's a I like that there is this sort of pushback balance that all these people who are like, okay, now we're gonna find out what happens when you take a loaf of wonder bread and dip it in melted uh, melted aluminum. Woo! Uh, and I'm gonna ride my dirt bike through the melted aluminum loaf of bread. <laughs> See, at some point they can keep escalating, but there's a natural set of the Charles Darwin put some brakes on your activity that they said, okay, I very nearly died that time. Maybe I shouldn't try to drink a milkshake of habanero peppers, uh, death chili peppers, and Drano. I should. Uh, <laughs> so I, I would like to think that at some point, all the people who are trying to drown phones and bend phones and shooting large caliber ammunition at phones, there's a limit to how far you can get before you are just, you, you have to do a molecular disintegration. At that point, you're kind of done. Uh, but yeah, so I, I, I did, a, I clicked a link for, uh, one of these videos, I'm scrolling to find, try to find where I put it. Uh, but uh, so we had it uh, going for uh, for for about an hour, and then of course took it out of the, took it out of the bath. And hey, look, it works just fine. The speakers are a little bit warbly, uh, but hey, I'm sure they'll look, they'll be fine as soon as it uh, dries out. I'm sorry, Jonathan Morrison is his name. Uh, Submersion XL for an entire hour, um, but also take these. I, I take from that the idea that. 
just because it's not certified waterproof doesn't mean it's made out of marzipan. It's not water soluble. It can people know that the it's going to get a little bit damp, and they try to design it so that it'll settle to that. But also that a lot of the problems that come that surface with a foam that's been that's been wet don't really happen for another couple of weeks. Uh, it's possible that there was some water ingress, and that now it has put some corrosion or some mineral deposits on a, an important trace that's not going to fail now, but now that's going to be the first thing that's going to break if anything's going to break on this phone. And so now, five weeks after bragging to your friend, oh, it doesn't matter that my Pixel XL is at waterproofing. Hey, look, I just put this in a whole, in a whole thing full of gin, and now it's going to perfectly fine. Five weeks later, you're going to have to like quietly – Try to get another phone of the exact same color so you don't have to tell your friends. That, yeah, my, my phone, the phone I paid $750 for died three weeks after I tried that stunt. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm not backing up my phone. I'm not restoring. <laughs> doing anything. Look at that. <laughs> Speaking of, this is only tangentially related. Uh, Phil ended up giving up his Note 7 on two shows ago. Now I think we... We shamed him into giving it up. So he did turn it off. He did, you know, back it yeah, up or whatever. But I did find it funny. He transferred directly from the Note 7 onto the Pixel. And it all worked fine. Mm-hmm. It, it worked so well, in fact, that it transferred half to his Samsung apps as well. He's like, do you have like... It did that to me too. Do you have <laughs> Samsung print know. service on your Pixel? I'm like, what? Yeah. It's like, do you have Samsung S-Health? I'm like, why? Up thing. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was like, I was able to stop it before. Because you <laughs> no. know how... It, <laughs> <laughs> it has the list and I was like no no stop that <laughs> like uh, my, my pixel almost got tainted but I saved it <laughs> just in time <laughs> you have to paint a scarlet S on the back of it so it bears its mark <laughs> before it's allowed back into polite society <laughs> Yeah, see, I, well, maybe it's, maybe it's a positive thing that uh, it's like Google's saying that, look, we don't want to judge you. If this is what you want, we're, you know, we'll, we'll let you be you. Let your freak flag fly. We like to think that you would maybe choose Google Music or even Apple Music over Samsung's personal startup music service. But if you want that, we want what you want. We, we are happy when you're happy. You know, <laughs> um, <laughs> I was really pleased, though. Um, <laughs> we were talking uh, on the podcast a few weeks ago uh, when the the Pixel was uh, first. Actually, even before that, when we just knew it was going to happen, just hadn't been released yet. Like the one feature that I wanted more, even more than like a really good camera, was the best feature of every Pixel device for me is that rainbow LED bar. That I don't even care that it gives you battery life. I don't even care that it's used for to signal alerts when the device is closed. I just think it looks super cool. And I was so disappointed when there wasn't even like a three LED little like one inch thing on some edge somewhere. Uh, but now, thanks to uh, the uh, the uh, uh, handmade shop of uh, Brianna, who's 14 years old, you can actually get a rainbow sticker that approximates the Pixel rainbow light bar. It is the exact right size for the Pixel XL. It also includes a rainbow version of the Google G logo, uh, so you can really make this kind of uh, if okay if you got the blue, if you got the the very very blue one you, your device already has enough color but let's say you bought the black one or one of the duller colors you can actually add some light and joy to it uh, for just nine damn dollars it's a nine damn dollar thing 
and I don't even have a Pixel. I don't even have a loaner. And <laughs> I'm not even sure I'm going to buy a, a Pixel in the future. But nine bucks, I had to own that. Even if even if it means I put it on the back of an iPhone or my old <laughs> Nexus 5X, I felt as though that was worth. It was even. I would just want this. This uh, this young lady to have nine dollars of my money for coming up with such a great idea and helping millions and millions of Android fans around the world. I think that that's going to be the sign when someone pulls out a Pixel phone. The difference between the really hip Pixel owners and the ones that are perfectly fine, but not as hip as the people who have the rainbow light bar after mod. Right. When, when, it gets the, when it gets to the US, I should get one. <laughs> can you get can you get two? I really want one of these as well. It just looks so cool. It's sure. kind of got nice. a little bit let, retro, but also a little bit sort of futuristic. You're like, oh, I like, I especially like the colorful yeah. Google logo. I think that looks amazing. It yeah. makes me makes yeah, me look at the current the, one. The G is the new G too. Yeah. So, and I'm looking at yeah. the current one. I'm like, that's really dull. It's just like a dark gray G on the back of my phone. How boring, Google. Look look at this. So colorful. Yeah. Remember the good old days when they put like colors in case designs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do, Andy. I, I had speaking of, I ordered the the Google photo case, is that what it's called? Album case, the one where you can pick your own photo. And I tried oh, it last yeah. week and I put the Shifty Jelly logo on there, which is bright blue with a set of eyes. I'm like, this looks amazing. And I pressed next, next, next. And Google was like, Oh, this image is copyrighted. You're not allowed to use it. I'm like, What? I, I own this company, damn it. And for some reason, I tried a week later with a slightly different image. Um, still exactly the same colors, still the same eyes, and it let me it let me get it through, and then I got so excited, and then it said, um, shipping to you November 26th. I'm like, oh, <laughs> Google. Don't drop your phone, Russell. <laughs> I've got one month. <laughs> I'm, surprised, I'm, surprised, I'm surprised they didn't, like, apply the YouTube policy. They said, we'll allow you to have this, this copyrighted Shippy Jelly logo, but you have to allow us to put an ad on the case as well. <laughs> it's just a giant banner ad at the bottom. They're like, well, you wanted it. Or a star, and when you tap on it, it will say, this have been explicitly given permission by the copyright owner, which is me. <laughs> I'd be all for that, actually. If we could get banner ads on every single case out there, that the money comes back to Shifty Jelly, I'm, I'm on board. Sign me up, Google. In the end, it's always about punching a monkey, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I missed that. Is that still around, the punch the monkey thing? I'm the, the monkey never does it, the the actual punching of a monkey may go away, but the conceptual punching of a monkey on the web is now and forever. It is like <laughs> nitrogen. It would, if you were to take it away, the entire system apparently would collapse. Um, I, I got the black pixel right, so I want the coral coral case. Though it's sort of similar to the Nexus Five Red-ish case before, but. Yeah, as with everything Google in Australia, it's coming soon. <laughs> and coming soon for $60 as well. I'm like, that's, that's <laughs> exactly. not the pricey end of a case. You know, you can buy Android phones cheaper than that. <laughs> yeah. You can buy three Android phones. <laughs> do you want that. three fully featured <laughs> Android phones or do you want one plastic case? You're like, ooh, it's yeah. a tough choice. <laughs> There must be a piece of software or spreadsheet somewhere that will help entrepreneurs like find that price point. I've been in that position so many times where, oh, my God, that's so cool. I'm totally buying it. Not for half that price. <laughs> yeah. 
is, is there okay? So uh, seriously though, is there anything? Well, we'll we, we're nearly out of time, but we got and we got a, a couple quick things to talk about after this. But uh, what else do you want to talk about? Say about the your your Pixel experience before we move along. Well, for me, coming from a Nexus Five and then an S Seven, it's like buttons moved around because I totally skipped the Five X and Six P, and I, I think that's good that I skipped it. But yeah, so like the volume rocker is now on the right. So like whenever I, I'm listening to something or I want to mute my phone, I was like, why? Why is there nothing there on on the left side of the phone? It's like, oh, they moved it, and it's my first USB C phone. So whenever I need to charge it, I still check. <laughs> I still check <laughs> if it's right side up. <laughs> might, as, might as well flip it. I've already done the effort. So <laughs> you're, you're like a, you're like a. I went to the exact same thing too when I got the Nexus 5X. It's like you're like a, like a dog who's just been rescued from the shelter. It takes you a while <laughs> to realize that no, no, no. These are nice people. They're going to feed you and they're going to bathe you and they're not going to like yell at you for no reason. You're you're safe now. But that's. Uh, that's actually I actually want to want to hear you talk about uh, uh, I, I, one of the things that really impressed me about the uh, uh, the S7 is that I thought it was probably the most luxurious looking and feeling Android phone I'd ever used. Uh, Samsung often kind of got close to it, but they never really nailed it until that phone. What what do you think the experience is like? Do you do you feel like you still have a really nice premium product, a premium phone, or is it just features? Uh, well, I, I do. Well, maybe I didn't buy the S7. So I was like, oh. I, I got it with a with a headset. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. And so like coming from the Nexus 5, it's like really high end. It's like, this must be how those iPhone users feel, right? When they get their new, <laughs> they get their new shiny phones, like everything so fast and like high tech and everything. But I... I feel like somehow when I open the the Pixel, when I turned it on the first time, it's more it's more wow for me. Maybe because I bought it. Oh, so that's the other this one was from work. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. one was from it's always the difference and between I, like you you bought one for yeah. yourself and your work bought you one. It feels a little bit more special, yeah. I think. Yeah, and I, I factory reset it yesterday. So yeah, goodbye S seven. <laughs> <laughs> it's we're, we're done. It's a clean break. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 funny i feel the same way like i i was in love with the samsung hardware like I, I think they make some amazing phones and i think you hold them in your hand and you're like oh this feels so shiny and futuristic and you show it to other people and they're like yeah okay i have to admit like even if there are phone people that's an impressive looking phone yeah i didn't get the same feeling from this I, I feel like it's it's definitely built premium like it's solid it doesn't bend or twist everything's um built really nice you know all the tolerances are you know really fine and small but you don't, for me at least, you don't get the same feeling of this is a futuristic phone. You're like, ah, oh, this is this is a smartphone. This is what smartphone should be. Like it's it's solid, it's well built. But I don't get that Samsung feeling of like, wow, like you've curved the screen or you've done something weird on the edge. Or you know, <laughs> I, I think it's the glass, Russell. Yeah, because be. like you open the you you take out the S7 or the S7 Edge from the box, and it's like the glass is all shiny. You peel off the thing, and it's like, oh, so right. Oh. But like with with the pixel, it's like the plastic thing at the back. It's like, okay, now it has all my <laughs> fingerprints. <but laughs> so that's where I put my fingerprints. I just collect them on the back. If yeah. the law enforcement ever <laughs> needs them, that's that's where they are. Yeah. I think you start to understand why Apple goes in for these like really, really special like surface treatments that they spend 10 minutes explaining. Uh, <laughs> because at this point, 
it's hard to come up with a really electrifying new feature for a phone because not not only does has the iPhone been pretty much hardware complete, but now all their competitors, even the mid-range phones, are really feature complete. And I was really surprised. Apple sent me the uh, uh, the glossy black one, and I was surprised. Again, I'm the person who says, "Okay, fine, rounded rectangle," and then I you know move on. I don't even care. But I found, my God, that's beautiful. It's like so glass. Not it's so shiny. I can see my <laughs> face in it. And that, and I found myself getting kind of excited about this new phone that I don't even own. Just because they'd found a way to make it look uh, different, to make it feel a little different in the hand. So I'm I'm kind of looking forward to other manufacturers getting like more and more desperate to put something in there that gets people excited about theirs versus other phones. I, I like that the Pixel is so much lighter than the S7, like in my hand. Um, it's like more, more more um, reason for me not to chop it because I feel like more in control. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like I, I, yeah so it's like because the s7 is like every time you i take it out of my pocket i feel like it's gonna fly out of my hand <laughs> uh well let's see uh so let's let's get a couple of quick hits before we go um one that actually got delayed from last week the week before uh google news results will now uh, have a new label in addition to the others that uh sort of explain what kind of a link uh, the news item is one of them is a fact check source label uh and it's basically uh, it's automatically generated by google it's, it's a tag link that will take a reader to a third party piece of content that provides a fact check of the claims in the article so this is stuff that will come up uh visibly attached to uh, a google news item uh and if you there's actually of course a google page uh, for content developers that explains what it means the criteria to earn the fact check label uh, is that uh, there is a, a claim review markup that's been proposed by schema.org. So it has to be properly tagged with the schema that's been proposed for a claim review. It says discrete claims and checks must be easily identified in the body of fact check articles. Readers should be able to understand what was checked and what conclusions were reached. Analysis must be transparent about sources and methods with citations and references to primary sources. The organization must be nonpartisan with transparent funding and affiliations. It should examine a range of of claims and its topic area instead of targeting a single person or entity. Uh, article titles must indicate that a claim is being reviewed, state the conclusions reached, or simply frame that the article's contents consist of fact-checking. Uh, and Google will remove a site if it's found to be abusing the tag or if it's more or less full of crap uh, <laughs> about uh, about what it's, what it's fact-checking. Uh, glad to see that that's, uh, that's coming uh, supposedly they're going to have it in place in time. I haven't checked. Maybe some time there already. Uh, supposedly it's going to be in the U.S. and the U and in the U.K. in time for uh, our presidential election. If only it was there a year ago. Uh, yeah. If it was actually if it was there a year ago, it probably already would have exploded. Uh, there's a <laughs> given the given the amount of BS that's being slung around. There's some <laughs> things that you don't you don't want actual like you know deep learning because any software that does deep learning on fact checking of political articles will, will learn that humans have no right to live. They probably <laughs> have had their time and uh, they should go. Um, the only other thing that uh, I kind of flagged here that was uh, kind of interesting and uh, Gadget says that Google is working on a Hololens style uh, eye tracking augmented reality device. Uh, we know that we have Daydream, which is the put on the blinders and <laughs> stare at your phone from four inches away, and it'll give you sort of a VR sort of thing. This is the sort of stuff that's uh, 
uh, like HoloLens, where it will add content to uh, it, to your surroundings as you look around uh, to give you augmented reality. Uh, however, uh, they have a quote from one source that says that it actually blurs the line between virtual reality and augmented reality uh, and that it will be completely separate from daydream. So uh, if this is accurate, uh, the article cites the familiar sources familiar with the matter. I'm going to have my name legally changed to sources familiar with the matter so I can be <laughs> get my credit. I <laughs> exactly. Like if, if I can't get a Pulitzer, I'll at least be credited as, my God, this guy knows everything. <laughs> and he's a bit of a blabbermouth, but my God, he's inside everywhere. Um, and uh, the, the only thing that's kind of intriguing that, you know, obviously you never know where this sort of stuff comes from. Sometimes it comes from inside the company itself. They want to put some information out there, but they don't want to take responsibility for it. Uh, but uh, they do say there is public information that uh, Google has, or excuse me, company has uh, received formal FCC approval uh, for, quote, a wire, what they're calling a wireless virtual reality device. Uh, and the uh, Google's director of product management for the VR, VR group, Mike uh, Jazieri, uh, his name is uh, one of the contact info uh, things that are attached. So that has to at least mean that, uh, not that they're 10 days from manufacture, but at least that they want to be able to make it and let it out of the factory so that they can actually test it. So this is something that they're actually that's on some level is actually being built as opposed to something they're thinking of building and they just want some patent protection for. Uh, so that would be uh, as we're often as we're fond of saying about Google, the combination of really, really cool and really, really creepy. The Thing that's bonded to your face that interrupts what you're looking at to give you information that Google would like you to have at that present moment. Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think this is cool. I think you kind of have to have both at this stage. Like, I've played a lot with VR. We got the HTC Vive here. We had the PlayStation PSVR turn up the other week. It's it's all very, and I know it's been around for 20 years, but it's 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 early days for this kind of like VR thing. It, it feels like we finally have all the tech to to make it go. I really want to play with the Daydream VR. Like it's a, it's mm-hmm. the cool thing where you've got the controller and you know you don't need to be tethered to the the back of uh, back of a PC. Um, but AR kind of feels like you want someone from Google at least or a whole team of people to be in that space as well because there is serious potential there as well. Like I haven't I haven't been able to don a HoloLens yet, but the the demos that Microsoft's been giving and you know other companies working in AR that just look so cool that you think there might be something there. And I think you kind mm-hmm. of have to. What do they, they call it? Having an iron like in the fire or whatever. You kind of have to be there, even if there's there's no product that comes out for the next year or two. It's it's cool to think, and maybe that's part of the reason the story leaks. I just want their competitors to know that hey, we're working on this. Don't worry about it. We we're in this space as well. I, I saw the I saw the daydream at JB Hi-Fi when I got my phone. I was like, oh, the people in the states got this for free, but we have to buy it separately in Australia. <laughs> Did they and let you touch like, it, or was it behind the like a glass case? And no, it's it's just there, and I wanted to try it, but I was like, maybe I shouldn't, because <laughs> it's it's probably one of those things like the S seven came with a gear, and I was like, I tried it once when I got it. Oh, this is really cool, and it's like never again. So <laughs> yeah, I've like, got I've got two of those Samsung um, Gear VR things. One yeah. is in a drawer at home, and one is in a drawer at work. And I, I think I'm the same. I haven't I haven't got it out since I played with it initially. Yeah. yeah, it's not that I. It's not that I don't like it. It's just that it's. It's the same reason why I don't have those. Okay, two reasons why I don't have the three hundred fifty dollars Bose noise canceling super great headphones. <laughs> Number one, they're three hundred fifty stinking dollars. I I use headphones that come free with the with the device, but also that I just can't like travel with something the size of a cantaloupe. 
no matter how good it is. Uh, and although I really do like uh, the Gear VR, it's like uh, there, there are times where I don't. I'm, I'm a big photo nut. There are times where I don't even travel with my good camera because it's like, oh, do I really want to? I'm going to be in New York yeah. for like one day on Wednesday, and I'm like, I really want to take my good camera because I'm I'm uh, covering the Microsoft event. But it's like. Can I? Get, I have the new iPhone. Can I get away with just carrying the? Because I, it's, it's yeah, yeah. So there, there's a lot of problems there. But if any company can make a really good run at augmented reality, it is Google. Because for those of us who have made that transaction, saying that well, I agree to give Google lots of my personal information on with the proviso that you're going to come up with really great personalized services that make me glad that you know so much about me. Uh, if every time that I walk down the street. And I see that someone is saying, Andy, saying, oh, God, who is this? Who is this? I kind of looks familiar. Is, did I just meet them at a show a month ago and I don't really know them? Or is it someone that I used to talk to every single week and now for some stupid reason because I'm an idiot, I can't remember his name. <laughs> Dave! Oh, my God, Dave! How's Michelle? <laughs> yeah. And then he'll be the one who's like, why does he know so much about me? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't tell you oh. that. <laughs> well, the fact that I just keep like random, I've got this big box taped my forehead and I keep glancing up every time I'm about, I, I say anything that can be fact checked. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, Dave, I think you're fine that uh, according to Reuters, uh, that that story actually <laughs> three weeks ago and it wasn't actually Russia at all. So uh, take that. Yes. I maybe maybe it'll also like every time you're about to say that refer you back to the, <laughs> this. I forget who who's the first one who said it, but it really took hold as soon as I saw it. Every time, every sentence that ends that starts with "well, actually," points out that the speaker is a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, a spider is not an insect. It's not a bug. It's an arachnid. Ugh. <laughs> uh. Well, that's about it for uh, material for this week. Thank you so much for, for joining us, Sarah. Uh, you're such a great compliment to everything. Um, where can people like uh, see more of the Zara Dominguez uh, magic? Oh, I don't know if it's magic, but <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, I wish Yasmin was here. Um, I met her at I.O. She's very lovely. Uh, so you God, can she, read- she doesn't need that AR thing. It's like every time like I, I've been in this <laughs> business for like 20 years and like she'll come home from I.O. Say, oh, well, I walked up to so and so and said hi. And he's going to be on the show. Like, oh, well, I, I saw that the CEO was just by the water fountain. So, I, of course, I walked up and introduced myself and told like, oh, my God, you have so much. You have so much more coverage than I have. <laughs> just- <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> praise for praise for Yasmin and her ability to just walk up to people and talk, as opposed to me, who's like, I have no no joke. Last week, it was like I was about to go out to take a bike ride, but there was like a van, like a, a contractor's van, and someone was like unloading stuff for like a job they're doing next door, like near the end mm-hmm. of my driveway. It's like. If I wait 20 minutes, I bet he'll be done and I don't have to say hello to the man, strange man in a van. Like if you just stand there waiting patiently, maybe he'll get the sign. But yeah, oh, the question was, where Sorry. can we eat? <laughs> so, um, I'm usually on Twitter at Zarajutz, that's Z-A-R-A-H-J-U-T-Z. Um, I'll send the link to you guys uh and yeah put it in the show notes (laughs) and my website is um www.zdominguez.com 
Awesome. And, and remember, remember everybody, she is certified as a GDE. So you're <laughs> supposed to ask her questions. Uh, oh. Like I, I have, I have like a, a, a slow running uh, water fixture uh, in the bathroom. And so I don't know whether it's a gasket problem or whether I need to replace the float. Uh, so after the yeah. show, uh, I, I assume your GDE covers that as well. Yeah. J- just jiggle it. <laughs> jiggle it. There you yes. go. Thank you. Oh, good. Yep. See, yep. They, they don't give, they don't still give those GDEs away. It's, 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 uh, you got to earn it. That's, and I think we're yep. seeing it proven right now. I'll, I'll send you my invoice. <laughs> the oh damn it we've been, talking, we've been talking for an hour are you billing like by, i didn't even ah damn it actually we talked for 10 minutes before so do i have to pay for like the full hour for two or do i get to pay for a half hour well you know what since you've been lovely i'll give the 10 minutes for free oh, thank goodness it's a, it's yeah. a relief yeah you're, the, you're, you're, you're good people zara <laughs> russell try, as usual work <laughs> <laughs> Russell, where can we uh, talk to you and see you and radiate in your brilliance? Uh, you can find me at Rusty Shelf on Twitter, and I think I have a website somewhere, RustyShelf.org. I don't write to it very often. I apologize, or maybe I don't apologize. Maybe the content's so bad that you're my other pair of yeah, pants. you're just you're just you're just glad that I don't write there. And I do want to spruik uh, spruik spruik whatever the word is, Andy. Um, next week's show, we are going to have a bit of a special on. Um, Yasmin begged us not to cover everything Pixel while she was gone, so next week. Uh, it's going to be a special episode all about how the Pixel holds up to other phones. So we're going to have a certain special guest who talks about, you know, how it compares to the iPhone. Uh, we're going to talk about, you know, the S7, the 6P, um, and we're going to cover the, the camera in depth as well. So, yeah, if you're curious about all things Pixel, if you don't have yours yet, like Andy, then the next week is the show for you. We'll also be talking about all the really horrible, nasty defects that cropped up in the – didn't crop up in the first <laughs> week, but definitely will in the next seven days. So – uh, if you're looking for reasons not to be jealous of people who already have Pixel phones, tune in next week. Maybe we'll get our uh, we'll get our just desserts. Uh, I'm Andy Anatko. Uh, as usual, the uh, the ticket to the Andy Anatko online ride is to spell my last name. I'm Anatko on Twitter. I H N is in Nancy. A T is in Tom K O. I'm also Anatko on Instagram, and you can get uh, to my website at anatko.com. I write for the Chicago Sun Times, but it's coming kind of hard to find stuff there, so I usually post links on Twitter and elsewhere. But that's our show for this week. Thank you for listening this time. Until next time, stay immaterial. <laughs>